episode one of a brand new podcast, Trail Talk Essay. Thank you for listening. My name is Brad Brown. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on board for this first episode of hopefully many podcasts about trail running here in South Africa. Uh, don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can just pop me a mail podcast at trailtalksa.co.za. Without any further ado, let's get into today's show. Got some great guests lined up for you. Uh, I thought uh, starting off, why not start with the best? And uh, that's exactly what we've done. Uh, We're chatting to Ryan Sands today on Trail Talk SA. Also caught up with Carla van Hastien, who not only is a blooming good trail runner, but she's also a physiotherapist by uh, training. And we chatted to her a little bit about common trail running injuries, what to do, and uh, should you pick up something. So, yeah, that's quite an interesting little chat. That's all coming up too. Don't forget, you can also interact on the social media platforms of Twitter and Facebook. We're on Twitter. You can follow us at Trail Talk SA. Or if you're on Facebook, you can like our Facebook page as well and be in touch that way. Just look for Trail Talk SA on Facebook. Let's get straight into it. Well, one of the, the biggest names in trail running, in not only in South Africa, but, but in the world, is, has definitely got to be Ryan Sands. And really chuffed to have him on this week on Trail Talk SA. Ryan, thanks a lot for your time. I know you're hectically busy. You, you're about to jet off to the States. I really appreciate uh, you chatting to us today. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me on, on the show and, and the support. Yeah, um, yeah off, off to run the, the Leadville 100 miler, uh, which is on the 17th of, of August. Um, yeah, it's obviously in, in Leadville, um, and I'm going out there a couple of weeks beforehand just to acclimatize to the altitude as we start off at about 3,200 meters above sea level and then uh, run up to heights of just under 4,000 meters. So, um, yeah, super excited for, for the race, but the, the altitude's always a, a killer there. So, uh, yeah, heading across a bit early to try and acclimatize and, um, yeah, put in the best preparation I can. Yeah, my bad. I, I don't know what I'm thinking. Saying Western States, you, <laughs> it's Leadville. Uh, but yeah, Leadville is one of the All most right. most legendary sort of trail runs on the on the calendar. It's so difficult to sort of get an entry just as a, as an average sort of guy. You've done it before, and you had a brilliant run there last time around, didn't you? Yeah, I ran it in in, in 2011, and and things went really well. It was actually my my first hundred miler. Um, I couldn't walk for about a week afterwards, <laughs> but you know, I had had a really good. Good, good run, and actually ended up getting top uh, step on, on on the podium. So um, yeah, and also spent a lot of time there before the race, acclimatising the last time I was there. So it's a really special time for me, and yeah, I can't can't wait to get get back there again. Um, the weather hasn't been that great in, in in Cape Town over the past few weeks, so really looking forward to heading over to the US and getting some nice uh, warm summer weather. Ryan, you you were quite a, a late sort of taker on to to this water trail running. You, I mean, you started. If, if yeah. you look at the the top sort of guys, you started very late compared to to most of them. How? I mean, what sort of brought it on? Like, what what, what were you thinking? And, and all of a sudden, took it up and, and realized you had ability. Yeah, I was back in two thousand and six, and I decided to run the Nisner Marathon, and not not really to actually uh, go and run the marathon. It was more just about going up and having a a party at the Nyers and Oyster Festival with a bunch of mates and yeah, I ran the marathon and actually really enjoyed it. And living in, in Cape Town and in Hart Bay specifically on the back of the Table Mountain, um, kept on running after that and very quickly found myself spending more and more time running on the trails and did a couple of the local trail races and then um, yeah, I entered um, the Gobi Desert Race and yeah, things went really well f- for me there. Um, I was really enjoying it and um, geez, over the past uh six or seven years has been kind of a, a life-changing experience for me. Um, I think it'd be a 
said to me at, at the end of school or even first few years of varsity, this is where I'd be now, um, I would have laughed at you. So it's, yeah, it's, it's been a really um, epic past few, few years for me. Yeah, it's actually quite lacquer that your path can just sort of take you one one sort of tangent in the totally opposite direction. What were you doing before you discovered yeah. trail running? Yeah, I studied uh, quantity surveying at uh, UCT. So um, I was working for a property development company. Um, I worked I worked for them for for a year, and then I did six months part time, and then um, just yeah, you know, I decided to take the plunge and, and go fully pro. Um, after that, so it was, well, it was quite a big decision to make at at, at the time, but um, I definitely haven't looked looked back. And um, as I said, it's been a a really um, awesome opportunity, and yeah, hopefully I can can keep running for for as long as possible. Were you pretty active as a kid growing up? Uh, I played a lot of rugby at at, at school. Unfortunately, in, in about standard eight, I, I stopped growing, so I started getting bashed around the the field quite a bit. So. Um, I think it was after first year of varsity I realised, um, yeah, I was, this was just getting stupid. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of at varsity I spent a lot of time on, on on the beach, hanging out with mates, surfing and stuff like that. So I've always been an outdoor person and, and fairly active. But at school I didn't do cross country or athletics or anything like that. So um, yeah, I think a lot of my mates when they heard I was running the Nyasa Marathon and then after that a couple of trail races they kind of thought I'd lost the, the plot. But um, yeah, I suppose as I said, like I kind of. Found that found my passion fairly late in life, but um, yeah, I'm just super, super glad I did, did find it. Sounds amazing, Ryan. Tell me a little bit about training wise. I mean, you mentioned that that uh, the last level you did was your your first hundred miler. You, you had yeah. done you had done sort of longer stage races, maybe not a hundred miles on a day, but like over like the Gobi Desert. You, you had done some crazy sort of races. What training wise? What do you what do you sort of look at? Uh, what would an average week look like for Ryan Sands? Yeah, it depends on, on, on the race. I always believe in training really race-specific. So if you're going to be running at, at altitude, then you need to get acclimatized to altitude. Or if you're going to be re- running in really big mountains, then you need to put in time in the mountains. Or if you're going to be running in the desert, then you need to get used to running in hot conditions and flat to sandy conditions. So, um, yeah, so building up, up for a race now, like, like Leadville, um, my week would be anything from... Uh, 12 to uh, maxing out at about 20 hours, 22 hours of, of running. Um, that involves some short time intensity runs and then some longer, um, five to eight, even nine hour really long runs, just getting um, distance on, on my legs and then focusing on getting a lot of climbing in. Uh, they'll be mainly all on on trails. And then also do a fair amount of of uh, work at, at the, the gym with the trainer, just uh, making sure I kind of keep uh, mobility and um, and all of that that type of stuff just to prevent injuries going forward. I do a fair amount of leg strength work as well, and um, yeah, I spend a lot of time at um, kind of getting my body readjusted and, and straightened and straightened. Um, yeah, I see a chiropractor, a line therapist, a physio, get regular massages. So it's um, yeah, quite a full time um, job at, at at the moment. So all in all, I'd say I probably spend twenty five thirty hours if I look at um, all of the, the other elements of, of running, um, no, that, that's what I, I spend in it. But, um, yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, it's cool to to wake up and, and not have to, to worry about working for a boss. I'm my own, own boss, kind of in control of my own destiny at, at the moment. So, um, yeah, every day um, yeah, I get to go out and, and do what I love doing. And and talking of doing what you love doing, if you had to nail it down to, to one or two sort of races, what, what would you say is the best races you've ever done that if somebody's listening to this, you go, you know what, that needs to be on your bucket list? Jeez, um, 
Yeah, I think I think locally, um, I definitely say that the Otter Trail Run. Um, I really um, enjoyed the, the experience when I did it back in 2011. Um, also, there's a Salomon Sky Run up in the Drakensberg. It's 100 k's. It's a completely unique experience. I definitely say you got to do that. And in, internationally, um, you know, I raced like like Leadville's awesome um, Western States. Uh, unfortunately, I had to pull out this year due to injury, but um, I really lo- love that race and. I'll definitely be back there next next year. I ran it um, last year. That that's a, a really awesome race. It's the kind of um, hundred miler. It's uh, the original hundred mile. It was the, the first hundred miler. So that that's a really special race. And um, yeah, there are a number of other great races like the um, Trans Alpine Stage Race. That that's also lots of fun in Europe. It's got an awesome atmosphere. So, gee, so there are a lot of um, races out there. But yeah, I think we've got some pretty awesome trails back back home, and um, I think a race like like the Otters, uh, yeah, a really awesome race, and it's a race I really enjoy because um, growing up on on the coast my whole life, um, I often find it quite intimidating going to these really big alpine mountains or kind of high up in in, in the Rockies, and, and you kind of can't see any uh, coastal areas. But um, running the the Otter Trail, you're constantly running along the coastline, you kind of see the sea the whole time, and that's just um, I find that that really refreshing. And then, Ryan, you mentioned injuries and that sort of thing. I mean, you've obviously recently had some injury issues. Uh, you did a bit of that, that, that zero gravity treadmill treatment, didn't you? Yeah, um, yeah. And unfortunately, um, I think over the past six or seven years, uh, Touch would have been really lucky with injuries. I haven't had any major ones, but yeah, unfortunately, I rolled my ankle earlier this year and uh, yeah, partially tore two ligaments. So. Yeah, I had to do a, a, uh, some training on, on the zero gravity treadmill um, in Cape Town at, at Velocity Sports Lab. Um, you know, it's quite an interesting contraption. It's a treadmill you run in, but um, you actually step into an airbag and it weighs you, and then it actually you can run it at reduced body weight. So you can run it um, at only I think it's down to 40% of your your body weight, and uh, and then you slowly build build up to 100% of your body weight again, which is really great if, if you're injured and. Um, yeah, it helps you or keeps you still running, uh, but obviously just uh, at less body weight. And, and even for um, high-intensity stuff, I, I know a lot of the NFL players in, in America actually do their, their speed work on that because they just take uh, kind of 5 or 10% off, off their body weight and they can actually get, they can run faster. So, um, yeah, it's a really useful um, device. Okay, and then and then talking just those long sort of runs, I think that's probably one of the attractions to it is, is just that, that solitude and, and time where it's just you and your head. But everybody goes through patches where they're really suffering. I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Have you got any sort of mental practices or, or maybe things that you do to sort of help you? Because you go through patches where you're feeling great and then all of a sudden you're feeling terrible. What do you do to pull yourself out of those dark, dark places? Yeah, obviously, yeah, it's um, the long, long runs are really... Yeah, they're awesome to just kind of escape and, and get away from it all. And um, and when you when you're racing, obviously you're kind of running for long periods of, of times. And as you said, you you go through some really high moments, but also some really big lows. And it's yeah, it is it's tough to sometimes get out of the, those lows. And um, I always know the lower my low, the kind of higher my high is going to be. So that's always kind of some motivation just to stick it out. And I know kind of in ten minutes or half an hour, worst case, kind of an hour, I'm going to be kind of back on a on a high again but it is it is difficult at times and i just try and break it down into lots of little mini chunks i just focus on getting to the next tree or the next rock or just um getting through 
a minute at a, at a time and just really breaking the race or kind of that, that period and that low period I'm going through into lots of kind of bite-sized mini chunks. And then also just focusing on, on the surroundings. I think luckily I get to run in some of the most beautiful surroundings in, in, in the world. And um, I try and just really not, not focus on how I'm feeling and just really focus on, on the surroundings and, and the natural beauty I'm, I'm running in and just um, also think about all, all the people that have supported me a lot along the way. I think um, ultra running, it is an individual sport, but um, for me, I'm often running for more than just myself. I'm running for family, friends, everyone that's supported me along the way, sponsors, um, and yeah, kind of all the all the people that have supported me out there. So that, that often gets me gets me through the, the low patches. But um, yeah, I think trail running, luckily, it, it's not a long kind of a road or such. So it, it's it, your environment's always changing, and then that helps you take your mind off off the the pain and and, and suffering. Okay, and, and then you mentioned some of the beautiful runs that you that you that you're on and, and the scenery. You you're lucky enough to live in Cape Town. There's some amazing trails down there. Come give us the heads up. What's yes. what's your your favourite trail to run in Cape Town? And and give us the real one. Give us the real one. Don't tell us the one you want everybody else to go and run, so you can run on the real one. <laughs> she said there, there, there's so many. Um, she said I love um, you know, running up um, the Dadna Ravine up into Tail Mountain and. And the top of, of Table Mountain, just the views are really awesome. Or even um, if you run kind of up the trail above Chapman's Peak, up Blackburn Ravine, um, kind of along the, the front side of Silver Mine there, up, up to Nurek Peak and stuff there. There's some really um, awesome trails up, up there. And, um, yeah, it's just very cool to be able to um, run on top of Table Mountain and, and just kind of be able to look, look down at, at the city and really just get some perspective. Um, so, yeah, I'd say definitely say kind of Table Mountain and Silvermine area are my kind of two um, backyards and probably where I spend a lot of my time training. And then, Ryan, you've you've been lucky enough to run some amazing races. What's next on your list, like the the big sort of races that you look at and go, man, I want to run that? It's, um, yeah, I've, managed, I've been lucky enough to tick off quite quite a few. Um, obviously, Leadville is a big one. Um, for, for me, I think the biggest race... Um, out there, or the one that means the most to me is, is, the, uh, is the Western States 100 miler. Um, yeah, I'd love to go back. Or hopefully, we'll be going back the next next year and to um, yeah, I'll be able to to go one better than, than what I did um, last year. So for me, that that's definitely going to be the, one of my main focuses. And there's also a race like like UTMB, Ultra Trail Mont Blanc in in Europe that that really in, intrigues me. They've had really bad weather conditions there over the past few years, so that's kind of puts me off it a bit. Um, I think I really I prefer the races with the warmer weather and, and, and the hotter conditions. So a race like Western States is, is really, um, I think it's the perfect race for me. And, uh, yeah, I really uh, was really gutted to have to pull up this year. So I'll definitely be back there next year. But there are also a number of other races popping up. And I definitely love to have another crack at the, the Otter. And also even a race like, like the, the, the Skyrun in South Africa is a really... Um, great uh, race it's just such a uniquely african race and and talking of of uniquely african races i'm sure you get asked this tons because when i was telling people that i was chatting to you they were saying ask him this have you got any desire to run a race like comrades um yeah one day one day when i'm big no i definitely <laughs> will um run a run a comrades obviously living in in, in, in south africa it's um a race like Comrade, even Two Oceans. I grew up watching my, my dad running Two Oceans when I was a kid. So I'll definitely um, 
run the, those races one day. Uh, I'm not too sure when. I think at the moment I'm so busy and, and really focusing on trail running. So probably uh, once I've stopped uh, competing competitively in trail running, I'll definitely uh, give Two Oceans and, and Comrades a bash. And yeah, I just think there's so many awesome challenges out there at the moment. Uh, I'm busy planning a, a trip to, to run the, the trans Drakensberg Traverse. Um, Hopefully next 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 year in March with with Rainer Chrysel. Um yeah, the two, all the two of us are planning to to run that. So planning trip trips like like that. So there's so much out there to do for for the time being that um, yeah, it's, it's hard to to get to all the races. But um, yeah, I definitely will um, get to Comrade sooner than later. And then just lastly, if if somebody's listening to this and they're brand new to the sport and they just just maybe even thinking about getting going, what advice could you give to to an out and out newbie? Um, yeah, I think, think the most important thing is just to get out there and actually stop talking about it. Um, I think that, obviously, people do find trail running quite intimidating. It's like, geez, how can I run up a mountain? But um, I think it's just start off with baby steps, just aim to go for a hike and um, do a couple of hikes and then progress to kind of walking the uphills and running the downhills and um, and take it from, from, from there. Um yeah, obviously it, it can seem quite intimidating running up on a mountain, but it's also incredibly beautiful and, and rewarding. So I think if you just take it one one step at a time, set yourself a goal as well. Maybe it's to to run a 15k trail race or a 5k trail race, or maybe it's just to be able to run to the top of the lion's head and and down again. I think if you set yourself a goal, it just kind of gives you some kind of uh, aim and, and and focus and kind of gets you out there when at times you're not not you don't feel like getting out there. And also find a training buddy, obviously, that does help. Um, kind of if you've got to go and meet someone for, for a run or to do something, um, yeah, it's, it's easier to do that than if you kind of um, don't have anyone to meet. And, um, yeah, it's pretty easy just to kind of say, no, I'll do it tomorrow and, and put it off. So, yeah, just go get out there and, and have fun and um, enjoy the trails. Ryan, fantastic. Um, what I'll do is I'll pop your, your Twitter handle up on our website as well. Also your website, if folks want if, if to track you, uh, they'll. I'll pop the details for for Leadville up as well, so they can follow your progress in the race. All the best from all of us here uh, at Trail Talk SA and and the whole of, whole of South Africa as well. We'll be holding thumbs and, and rooting for you. Great, thanks so much, and thanks for the support, guys. No worries, man. Take care, mate. We head down to Maritzburg in the Natal, almost Midlands, uh, and it's an absolute pleasure to have Carla van Hastien on Trail Talk this week. She's a very, very good trail runner, uh, just turned pro recently, but also, uh, interestingly enough, has a medical background, trained as a physiotherapist, and wanted to get her on the show this week just to talk about some common trail running injuries, sort of what crops up and, and how to avoid them. So, Carla, thanks a lot for your time on the show this week. Tell me a little bit about where you're based in Maritzburg. There's some amazing trails around there, aren't there? Yeah, like we've recently moved down to Mosburg and we've got Cascades right there, which is the um, which is hosting the um, the cross country world champs now in August. And um, so there's amazing trails to run, there's amazing trails to ride. It's really a very active community, and that's what we enjoy. Sounds sounds amazing. I love that part of the country. Carla, onto those injuries. What's what's the sort of most common trail running injuries that that you as a, as a physio and you in private practice would would normally see? Um, well, the most injuries coming from trail running um, is usually around the ankle. So because it's like rocky and very um, technical 
to run off-road. Um, most people, you, your ankles aren't really adjusted to the, the undulating surface. So the most you would get is actually people twisting their ankles. Um, which is a bit different from the road. On the road, you would tend to get more um, overuse injuries, and because of the monotony, you know, sort of the, the monotony of the road, you would, um, whereas on off road, you would get sort of acute injuries. So, you know, falling down and hurting your knee or twisting an ankle or something like that. Okay, and, and it's obviously because of the, the different sort of terrain that it's on. I mean, you mentioned the, the sort of overuse on the road. Is there anything you can do to sort of strengthen ankles and strengthen joints? Because obviously you're striking differently almost every sort of strike that you're running. Yes, definitely. Um, I always tell my patients that, you know, the, the stronger their core is actually. So you actually start from your core and move downwards. So the more core stability you have, Obviously, the more freely your limbs can move around and then your balance would be better learning also. And then, obviously, it's called um, ankle proprioception and knee proprioception. So, doing little simple exercises, for instance, standing on one leg while you're brushing your teeth or, um, you know, advancing it, if you have gym memberships, advancing it to standing on one leg on a bozo ball and throwing a ball, sort of more in a dynamic manner. So it's all about getting um, more stability and balance around your ankle joint so that when it does happen that you twist it or it moves in a way that it wouldn't normally, your ankle muscles, ligaments and tendons around the ankle are stable enough to just sort of pull it back into alignment and that you go on. And so that's really important to do is getting your ankles as stable as possible, together obviously with your core, getting it um, really stable and strong. I'm amazed that you say core because, I mean, at the end, it's so funny how so many of these injuries that if you look deep down, it always boils down to, to strengthening your core. And, and, and I don't know if it's just me, but I'm terrible at doing it. And I think a lot of people actually are. Yes, definitely. Um, I think it's sort of new thinking, and or not really new, but new thinking that you have to centrally, meaning your core and everything around your core, be really stable, and then your your limbs can really move freely, and you will actually really prevent injury from happening, or the body's ability to adjust to the changing um the changing surfaces would really be so much better. And I think lots of people are really put off by trail running initially because, you know, they sort of don't have enough core stability, so they feel they can't get into a rhythm and they're always like falling over or something in their toes or something. And they really put off from trail running, whereas I think you, you can prep yourself slightly better initially before you go onto a trail and then the whole experience would be really more enjoyable. Sounds brilliant. And Carla, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's just inevitable that you will at some stage sort of twist an ankle or, or roll, roll an ankle. What's the best sort of, like, if you, if you twist your ankle, what's the sort of steps, what do you need to do to, to limit the damage? Okay, initially if, you, if it's an acute injury, you're on the trail, you just, just twisted your ankle. Obviously it's to stop. <laughs> and then hopefully you've got someone running with you and you're able to get back to the car. So running, continuing running on a really bad twisted ankle is not a good idea because it would just increase the, the injury and inflammation. A, and then actually, secondly, sorry, just as soon as possible, you have to ice your ankle. 
So icing it and putting compression, there's a little um, word called rice, um, which is rest, um, ice, compression, and elevation. So if you just follow that sort of rice regime, um, initially it will really help you before you even get to a physio or, you know, to actually just shorten the time, the recovery time of the ankle. I, I find it really funny, Carla, that you have to tell people to stop running on it because that is such a runner's thing that it's, oh, I've got a bit of a sore ankle. I'm going to test it by taking it out for a run. Like, <laughs> runners are so Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've done it myself. You're in the middle of the trail and you sort of, you know, you're with a bunch of people and you, you don't want to be the sore and ask and, and obviously the feeling that you have to just continue and just be strong. But, these are, these are different. You'll know if you've really twisted it badly or if you can walk it out. I've twisted my ankle where I literally had to just like walk 400 meters and it wasn't that bad. So it's just a sort of a slight twist in it. And then I could continue on and, and it wasn't it wasn't bad afterwards. But you would know, you know, if, if it's really painful, if you twisted it, you've heard, you know, heard like a popping or you, you can't stand on it. After you've twisted it, then obviously it is really, um, it, it's bad and you have to then stop and rather return back to your car or whatever and, and get it sorted out and ice so that your treatment time is just so much shorter. Carla, I, I, I love that. Thank you so much. That, that, it just it puts a smile on my face because that is such a runner's thing. Carla, and then just from a, an, an athlete's perspective, what have you got on the cards? What's got, what you got planned uh, in the next sort of weeks and months to come? Um, yeah, I also had an injury, actually. I, I had um, ITBFS, which is a sort of an overuse injury, unfortunately. And so the initial part of my, my year didn't turn up as I planned. But I'm actually heading off to Germany and Czech Republic in two weeks' time for the Xterra Germany and the Xterra Czech. And then um, I was planning on going to the Xterra World Championships that's in October in Maui, um, which would be my first to go to, and um, I'm really excited and looking forward to it. So it's all sort of building up to the World Championships in October. That sounds absolutely amazing, and it sounds like you're an amazing part of the country to sort of get that training in. Definitely. I must say, I've been to Czech Republic last year, and um, it's Marisburg, I mean, you don't have better training ground than the sort of incl inclination Marisburg gives you to train on those trails. So in my mind, then sort of I feel more prepared than I did last year, definitely. Sounds awesome. Carla, thank you so much for chatting to us today. I uh, really do appreciate it, and hopefully we can catch up soon on Trail Talk SA. Thank you very much for the opportunity, and yeah, I'll definitely speak to you again. Well, that's it for episode one of Trail Talk SA. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast. Uh, don't forget as well, you can find us on iTunes. And while you're checking us out there, if you are using an Apple, why not pop us uh, a review? We really appreciate it. If you could, it'll just help other trail runners, like-minded people, find this podcast and it'll help us grow as well at the end of the day. That's what we're all trying to do is just grow this wonderful sport of trail running. And don't forget, you can be in touch if you've got any feedback or if there's guests you'd like us to interview here on the show. You you can pop us an email. It is podcast at trailtalksa.co.za. Follow us on Twitter, trailtalksa, or like us on Facebook. Exactly the same, trailtalksa. From myself, Brad Brown, you have yourself a brilliant week, and we'll chat again same time next week. Cheers.